this is episode 486 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, June 18th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Ruzinez. Uh, on today's show, I am going to be talking about Shape of the World, Burnout Paradise Remastered, and more Far Cry 5, because everyone wants to keep hearing me talking about Far Cry 5. So I'm going to start with Shape of the World, which is an indie game that was released, I think about a week ago or so, and it's on PS4, Switch, Xbox One, and PC. I'm playing on Xbox One, and it is a game all about walking through triangles. That's really all it is. It is a walking simulator. You could say it's got a very cool art style, very polygonal, reminds me of that one game that I can't remember is like poly something that was on I think it was on PC but I remember playing it on PlayStation maybe 4 and Vita but it, you know it's, it's very sharp edges a lot of good contrasting um, a lot of different color palettes uh, as you walk through the triangles and the, the thing that happens in this game is that it first starts out with a very very minimal color palette it's very much so just black and white but not even black and white just white with some grays and i think maybe a, a scotch of yellowish and then you're walking through that environment in the beginning to a triangle you go through the triangle oh there's there's color coming about uh coming about and there's this sort of pop-up book style to it where as you're walking through the environment trees will just pop up uh, in front of you and you will collect various seeds that you can throw and uh, grow trees instantly and trees allow you to traverse the world quicker because you're only walking you can't run or anything but when you interact with the tree you destroy it and then it gives you sort of a little boost ahead not much of a boost but you can chain that and move around much quicker uh, and then you, you so you you interact with objects with the right trigger and you throw seeds with the left trigger you can interact with trees to move quicker and then there are various like columns and rocks that when you interact with a certain number of them in a specific area, it will create a staircase that allows you to reach an area that will probably get you to a new triangle. And you go through these triangles, like I said, the art style, the art style doesn't change, it's just the, the color palette. The, you know, it might be very warm pastels to more neon-y looking things, um, light colors to dark colors and back and forth and it's cool to look at and as you walk through these triangles the world will be it will start uh, being inhabited by more creatures at first there are just sort of these like little balls walking around and then there are things that are more elaborate there will be flying whales at a point I'm about halfway through after an hour looking at the chapter list which tells you that it's a short game and the thing about it is while it may be relaxing to some I, I it didn't it wasn't not relaxing for me but it was also rather boring because there's not much to do in the environment other than walking through these triangles it's not that it's not like I'm walking through a triangle I see the world change and the colors change and maybe a new creature shows up and I'm like okay and now I'm gonna explore this new world and the new architecture the new landscape and when I'm done with that I'm gonna go search out the next triangle it's 
It's just me going through a triangle, being like, oh, this looks cool. I, li I like what has changed. Off to the next triangle. Next triangle, same thing. Oh, this looks pretty. I like this. the different color choices here, and they all work well together. Um, then off to the next triangle, and that's all I'm doing. I, I would be very surprised if the second half doesn't change the, the format of just going through these triangles. And while it's cool to look at, there's not much to it, and I can't ever see any reason in replaying it. Because once I go through it, I'm not, I'm not going to feel enticed to walk around the environment again and see the colors change and all that jazz. Because the world itself, while visually cool to look at, is very empty and non-interactive and just leaves me with little desire to explore it. And it's a cool world. It looks cool. And I wish there was more to explore. I wish I was more enticed to explore it and wander around and not just go from triangle to triangle to triangle to triangle. But the game just isn't doing that for me. And that's that's disappointing. Um, because, like I said, it's, it's very cool to look at. It. It's visually very striking. But everything else to it is just kind of um, meh. Even the music wasn't all that great. Um, not that it was bad. It just... I don't even remember if it changed all that much between environments. I'm sure it did, but it wasn't strong enough or impactful enough to resonate with me if it if it did. Um so yeah, it's it's pretty disappointing. Um just go around walking through triangles. You get some seeds, they have different kinds of seeds, but they all grow the same thing, which are trees. Not different. I don't think they were growing any kind of different types of trees because when I grow them I mean the only point in, in growing trees is so that you see an open space and you're like there are no trees I don't want to walk this whole way throw some trees and just chain my way and move a lot quicker um, and some of the creatures will be more aggressive towards you and push you off ledges which can be frustrating if you just climb a very long staircase and then they push you off you're like oh I didn't know you were going to push me off and then they did. It's like, oh, you're just standing right in front of the second part of the stair, the, the staircase, and I, you're just gonna keep pushing me. Um, and I once got stuck in the environment under a staircase, and I couldn't get out no matter what I did. I kept throwing trees down, and trying to get them to like boost me out of that space. But I just had to quit the game and restart that entire chapter, which was frustrating. But yeah, I'm not sure how much it costs. But uh, I think I think if you look at it and you think, oh, this looks kind of neat, you can give it a go. But I would pass on it just because I feel like there's not really much to it. And maybe my uh, tune will change when I finish it and if there's something mind-blowing that happens in the second half. But based on the first half and the fact that nothing has changed. It's not like Unfinished Swan where things are keep they keep adding things and changing the formula and be like, okay, now you can do this and now there's this new mechanic and this new thing going on. It's just like nope. Triangle, 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 triangle. Um but yeah, that's shape of the world. So I also picked up Burnout Paradise Remastered. So I play with my dad. He liked that game and 
I still really like Burnout Paradise. I know that it's pretty popular now to hate that game and just talk about how it's a shitty, terrible game and it's, you know, nobody should play because it's so awful. Just go play Burnout 3 or Burnout Revenge. Don't waste your time with Burnout Paradise because it's such a piece of garbage. Uh, And it's funny because so many people love that game when it originally came out. And even those people are like, eh, it's eh, whatever, it's okay, I guess. I loved the game when it first came out, and I still love it now. Is it the perfect burnout experience? No, but it's a fun, fun game with a lot to just mess around with. I enjoy just going around the environment, finding the billboards and smashing through them, finding the gates and smashing through those. Uh, you come across uh, the different cars and when you take them down you'll get them I, I like that aspect of the game I think the certain of the uh, certain types of race modes are still really fun the the road rage one where you have to take down a certain number of cars I enjoy that um, there are a few more I think there's marksman which might be one-on-one but um, the racing doesn't hold up as well and I don't know if I always found the racing part to be a little on the weaker side because you're not given a strict path, a strict course. Uh, you know, the road isn't sectioned off for you. It's it's still the open world and you just have a starting point and a finish line and you can get there however you choose. So you can find the ideal path and it becomes more of a learning the, the world learning the environment, finding out where all the shortcuts are, and discovering what the ideal line, the ideal path from point A to point B is for any given race. And maybe when I was younger and first played the game, I enjoyed that, and maybe it became less frustrating as I learned the the world. Because I, I feel like I was very familiar and knew that map very well when it first came out. Because I played the hell out of it and played a lot of it with friends, um, which was always fun. I, I like the whole aspect of using the Xbox Live Vision Cam and making weird faces at each other. Which, I don't know if that option is still in the remastered version because I don't have a Kinect hooked up. And I'm not going to hook it up for this. Um, but I still really like it, runs incredibly well, looks solid, it's not like they really did a lot of work with the visuals, but it's very sharp, uh, crisp text uh, in the environments and all that, so it's a very sharp, crisp, clean looking game, I'm playing on X, I can't comment on, maybe it doesn't look as great on the S or original model. I'm sure it doesn't, but how much of a, a difference it is, I'm not sure. And I know there were some bugs at launch that apparently are gone, uh, save corrupting bugs. So that's great that I didn't deal with that. But I've been enjoying my smidgen of time with it I've put in so far, and I'm looking forward to playing more and playing with my dad. So, yeah. But I think Burnout Paradise was and still is a great game suck on that all you haters um burnout revenge burnout 3 burnout 2 burnout 1 they're all great i enjoy all of them burnout crash is that the burnout you want to play is that the ideal burnout experience no but it was still a solid arcade game get over it i wish burnout would come back um there's that wreck fest game which i'm not sure what that is 
I can't. I, I've seen a lot of imagery for it, and the PC version is out. But I'm holding off for the console versions, which I think are coming out late this year, November-ish. Um, I believe so. Maybe there isn't a console version at all. But um, I can't remember if that's more of like a destruction derby type of thing or more Burnout-esque. So look into it if you want. I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> you got Google. Uh, and then Far Cry 5. I have now defeated two of the family members, the bo- the sub-bosses, whatever. Uh, I've cleared out, whatever, the ginger dude's place. He uses a sniper rifle in the final boss fight, and I didn't care, whatever. I just skipped all his garbage. And then I beat Faith earlier today. And I think the majority of the story and all of the story-ish content side missions, what have you, is throw away, uninteresting, whatever, I don't care about it, I'll skip every second of it, except for Faith. I find Faith to be a a very interesting character, she's different, she's unique, her whole setup with the, the bliss and this sort of otherly world thing she has going for her, um, is very cool and different, and even in her boss fight whatever you have um it it's it feels different than just like oh i'm fighting through all these enemies to get to this point and kill this person who's sniping at me or what have you it's this oh i'm i'm in this other world sort of and she's like teleporting and turning into smoke and disappearing and she's conjuring these faithful uh just zombieish people and sending them after me it was cool and I like her story, and I think a big part of why I'm so interested, why I was so interested in her as a character was because of the performance, which I wish I looked at the actor so I could uh, mention her. But I think her performance is great, and her character being this very sort of warm, inviting presence in a very creepy weird way in a you know very you know drink the kool-aid drink the kool-aid type of way and her turn at at the end where she's like well you've given me no choice i'm going to have to get violent with you and what she's able to do with people she's uh putting put under her influence and how the whole final mission with her plays out i think is very cool and just I think her character arc and her backstory and all that is much more interesting where she was uh, abused and I think they even talk about uh, or hint at her being raped uh, when she was young and at 17 the the leader of this cult group found her, drugged her, uh, maybe threatened her too, uh, but just manipulated her being this young mind and, and convinced her to join his path his group and put her in the place of this not so much character but this this role of being the the faith of his group because he they mentioned that there have been previous versions of faith pre, uh, previous incarnations previous people who have taken on the role the identity um and she, you know, mentions when she's going through her demise, how, you know, 
the, the, all this shit happening. Like, what what other choice did I have and what have you? Um, and I just found all of that to be much more interesting. It, it kept me engaged, kept me interested. It was the only time in the game after the first hour or so where I never skipped any dialogue or cutscene with everything else. But there was, like I said, a side mission, uh, just some ancillary dialogue. Uh, an NPC was like, oh, you, we, I know there's this thing over here. It's like, whatever, just skip, skip, skip if I can skip it. And whenever I interacted with Faith, uh, I really enjoyed that storyline. And I kind of wish it, it would be different if she was the main villain. But um, I really liked her story a bit, and I'm sad that it's over. And it was also cool how during the whole thing, while building up to this uh, climax with her storyline, she would just manifest herself randomly throughout her territory ter territory, and talk to you. Um, um, and it, again, a great performance. Uh, and you could shoot her to just shut her up and she'll just poof into smoke and she would manifest creatures and humans and they would be one thing you shoot them and they turn into something else which is cool uh in the very beginning when i first got captured by her and sent to her bliss area i got tricked and i i i figured out her game after that but i got tricked by saving a hostage and when i went to untie the hostage i didn't realize that they were uh misting a little they had a little smoke coming off them and then that turned into her and it was a trap um, so I found all of her bits, uh, the things that happen in her territory, the story line of her throughout, all very, very interesting. And I wish all of Far Cry 5 story-wise was as interesting and as engaging as Faith. But, you know, you can't have Faith all the time. You, you'd like to. George Michael would be like, hey, gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. Faith, 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 the faith. It, you know, it sounds weird when I say it, but if I sang it, it would st still maybe sound weird, but um, I really like all of that. Uh, I'm still enjoying the game, but it's sad that all the faith bits are gone, and now I'm just dealing with, I don't know, some other goober, like the, the pinnacle of hipster... Huckleby? I don't know. There's that. What is it? There's that hipster thing. That hipster. I don't even know if it's a trend anymore. The hipster with the, like plaid crap. What is it? It's not hipster redneck. That's not right. Hipster something. Um, I know it's really popular up in Wisconsin because a friend of mine once told me that hey, if you just started wearing plaid shirts with your beard and all this, you'd be super popular up there. Um, I'm not going to do that. So, <laughs> that will do it for today's episode, that weird end to the podcast. You know what I have again today? Another dentist appointment. You know why? Because my teeth suck. I hate them so much. This is so depressing. But what are you going to have? Oh, yeah. I saw, before I leave, I saw Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Rogers documentary with a, a good friend. And I loved every second of it. It, it's very much so just a, hey, rem remember this guy. He's wonderful, isn't he? You know, it doesn't give you 
a, a grand amount of insights. It just is showing you, hey, and it, it's especially in this current time, in this current landscape that we're in, goodness still exists. Good people still exist. Yeah, I know Mr. Rogers is dead. Don't don't tell me about that. But you know, there there are people out there who are still truly wonderful and people who we can aspire to be and i just i adored every second of the documentary because it just reminded me of how much i loved mr rogers and he was my childhood more more so than any cartoon and more so than the ninja turtles more so than uh sesame street 100 percent definitely um he was my childhood he's what i grew up on and it's sad watching the documentary and just thinking what just just trying to think of what he would think of the current situation we're in and all the negativity that's here in our uh, in the United States and having someone like Trump as president who is just the polar opposite of uh Mr. Rogers um it'd just be interesting but yeah it was really great I cried I think three times and almost cried a handful of other times. I was just in it the whole time. I was just in it. I was ready to cry. Um, yeah. It was it was a very lovely, lovely little documentary. And if you have any affinity for Mr. Rogers, I think you, you should most certainly see it if it's playing near you. Uh, it's still in limited release. I don't know if it's going to get any kind of wide-ish release. But if it's playing near you, I definitely think you should check it out. And even if you didn't grow up on Mr. Rogers, if you're a little younger than me and didn't really watch him, don't know much about him, I think it's still worth uh, seeing and learning about this great human being who just loved so much. Uh, yeah, So that will really do it for today's episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host marcus nez y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live my animalist steam and twitch at px sausage on psn i'm the kush three the site is of course pixelated sausage.com where you can find this podcast and the pixelated paranormal podcast which are both available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play and apple podcasts and you can also find the art I do over at pxsart.com. And if you'd like to support the site in general and everything we do, you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs. And if you'd want, for some reason, to see a video version of this podcast or other videos, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch my dumb face and my dumb mouth move as words come out of it. That's that's your prerogative. You can do that if you want. If you want to. If you if you really really want to. I don't know. I was trying to go to a song and then I was like, wait, there are multiple songs that can go this way, and I don't know which one to go with. So, what I'm gonna go with is. Bye. Bye.